In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Grand Theft Auto 6, Jules. Can you believe it? We're oh, living it. yes. How much have me, me and you been covering it since it broke on Tuesday? And even then, it broke early anyway. We had a bunch of plans, then it just dropped on Monday night, and we had to yeah. try and figure out how to throw things together. I recorded a reaction in front of a Christmas tree on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, sometimes it, you need to. It was a weird one, wasn't it? Because it's like, it's the most hyped thing in the gaming industry uh, probably ever. And yeah. when you look at the numbers that that uh, trailer has had across all the different platforms, it is incredible. I had million Kerry's dad who is nearly 70 years old messaged me saying have you heard about this grand auto theft and i kid you not that's what he called it and i was like this you legend six. even you've heard of it and he's yeah. got no passing interest in video games it was on the bbc it was everywhere yeah. uh, i'll tell you what else is everywhere is the entitled panda podcast the ubp finally joined by jules gill once again man managed to take some time out of doing the hefty business to slide by for a quick podcast i've only got you for half an hour isn't it i know i'm sorry man when i'm when i'm carrying uh when I'm not carrying the entire weight of FJS on my back, <laughs> clearly that's what's <laughs> happening. Um, I'm over here slinging the guns with you, my friend. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me back. And apologies to all the uh, audio listeners for A, me talking over Scott relentlessly already, and B, <laughs> for the fact that I've been away for so long. I have missed you all, and I'm back now with Scott to answer yeah. your burning questions. It's a beautiful, beautiful time. I will also end up talking over you as well, because we record this on a thing that has lag, so it's mm. very hard to not mm. at some mm. point talk mm. over each other. And I thought we'd open on GTA 6 for a little bit, and obviously the Game Awards were last night as well we had a lot of questions yes. just asking us about GTA 6 so I'll fold some of them in sure. um, and there's some stuff about the Game Awards as well question from John Leatham who says with the GTA 6 trailer showing extremely impressive graphics do you think that games are now getting too realistic and lacking a distinctive style Merry Christmas and enjoy your time with friends and family well same to oh, that's you. very sweet of you to say um, thank you very much um, but it's homogeneity in terms of graphics is something that I don't actually fear that much because uh, good graphical direction will always outweigh good graphic fidelity. Uh, mm. As we have seen like stuff like uh, Wind Waker HD, Akami, anything that uh, carries a cel-shaded graphic, anything mm. that's got mm. like a very distinctive style, you'll play that nowadays and still think that it looks absolutely banging. Mm -hmm. Now, GTA 6 does look uh, utterly incredible, and it is fairly realistic, but I do appreciate that they've given a sort of more cartoonish look to some elements. Like, it's okay. very vibrant, it's very colourful, it's oversaturated, mm. and I think that that is clever art direction because what you're seeing right there is you're punched with colours, you're hit with this sort of, like, energy that 
doesn't actually get conveyed in the character models themselves necessarily, mm. but like the brightest brights, those lurid neon colours that you see across the strip and inside the strip clubs as well. Mm-hmm. It's very good art direction. And I, for one, don't think that we're going to end up with many games looking like GTA 6, even no. though it is carrying a very generic look of um, its people, cars, and buildings. That's, an int- that's a really good distinction, because when you think of, like, uh, Naughty Dog's more recent stuff, or, like, the like Red Dead 2, it's like we're aiming for uh, real life, we're aiming for yes. a level of fidelity that replicates, like, skin tones and everything, and those details are still in GTA 6. But when you said about it being oversaturated and almost cartoony in certain degrees, um, that reminds me of, like, the original box art and how sort of cartoony, yes. like, you know, the original Vice City box art was or something. Something like that. Um, me and you haven't talked about GTA 6 that much. Did you no. enjoy what they showed? I, I I was like not not that bothered about it. And then a few days beforehand, when it finally dropped, I was like, Nah, I'm in on this. Like I used to live yeah. on GTA. Um, I didn't like five that much, but like six's trailer looks awesome. I put out a tweet uh, or a zeet, as we're now calling it, um, <laughs> which which <laughs> yes, that's one way of putting it. Um, <laughs> that was uh, I was completely unfussed about it. Then I was very fussed about it when the trailer dropped, and then when I saw that it was coming out in 2025, I was then unfussed <laughs> once more because. Thing is, pal, and I'm just not I'm not trying to say that there's anything wrong with me. I may be dead. I may genuinely be dead by the 2025. Why would you be I, dead? Because I don't know what's going to happen. I could walk out and be like hit by a bus tomorrow. So the concept, the, the, the concept of waiting not just a few months, but a full calendar year and then some. And let's just be honest. We are staring down the barrel of a gun that is about to be smoking because this announcement that it's coming in 2025. Mm hmm is ringing so much of a brand new console generation to accompany it. Oh, like, God. Just, 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 let's just take a look at what GTA 6 actually gave us. Incredible looking vistas. So many people on screen at once. So mm. much detail going into just the environments and like litter being blown around. All of that is going to take an incredible amount of processing power. True. Now, I know that we've seen stuff that people may argue is cutscenes, so therefore can have a lot more production value and direction going into it. Mm-hmm. I agree that that could be what's happening here. But what I do think is going to happen is that this is going to launch alongside a new console generation to make the most of the new powerful tech and will be a system seller mm-hmm. that wasn't present in the last in the current console generation. That mm-hmm. is where my money is on. Well, because they, they've said at the minute it's on PS5 and Series X, but and then, yes, then but because they, they, of... but they did that before, remember? True. But that's the thing, the way that they've gone across the GTA 5, it's like you might as well do a version on PS5 Series X and then you do your next-gen version as well that is yeah. able to have all that you know, extra fidelity and like detail in the background and whatever. I never thought about that. That's gonna like 2020 was the PS5 Series X launches, so five years later. Do you remember that they, they withheld heists until I think there was like a new... There was a new was, console generation, wasn't it? They were like, yeah, heists are coming, heists are coming, well, they, and then they put it onto the PS4 version. Is they that, put them in, the, in GTA Online was where most of it went, and yeah, then they sorted... There was a whole thing thing with GTA 5 where they cancelled the single player stuff they did a lot more yeah. on GTA Online they added animals to the next gen version it, yeah. was, it was a weird incremental thing like that but the thing is, is that there's a huge <laughs> amount of pressure on GTA 6 to succeed mm. like the amount of budget that has probably gone into this game is going to be like eye-wateringly high but it's oh, it'd be uniquely high. Like, not, no one else can put this much money in. Well, until no one GTA else 7 GTA comes out, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> because they've put themselves into a weird corner where GTA Online is so popular and it makes them so much money. I think that somebody said that it made 100 million quid last year. That's crazy. It's, I mean, I, I remember calculating it once when I did an article on it and it was about $8 million a day. 
Yeah, but that, like, that, that's it's a lot of money. That's genuinely nuts money, right? <laughs> so they're going to have to hit the ground running with GTA 6 and be like, right, well, we need to replicate this success mm. right now. Mm. And I worry. I'm a bit worried about it because you don't make money like that with single-player stories. You make money online with microtransactions, Ooh. with greasy-as-hell pre-orders. And I'm uh. not just trying to be Jules the naysayer once more. I'm just <laughs> saying be prepared for the degree of pre-orders of bonuses to start playing online and get spending straight away to mm. hit you harder than anything else that's the thing they haven't touched on yet is what the future of gta online is like that's because why, why I would think... they because why would well, they? because it's a dangerous thing of being like yeah we want your money we just want your money like... well that's the thing do they like that's the thing is gta online does that just stay as an online platform kind of like what call of duty hq what just separates or? out mm. well then they, they just plug in the map and then you just get like you keep your gta online you still have that and then you just you get a new map you fly to it or something like you know whatever <sighs> Wow, so what would you say would happen that one day players who log on... No, because that, that can't work, can it? Because it's mm. like um, anyone who's still playing GTA online mm-hmm. on a PS5, what, you're just going to like log in one day and it's a brand new map and they just go, we're out of Los Santos, we're now into this. Well, I think they'll just keep... like I think they'll overhaul it texture-wise. It'll, they'll do what Fortnite did. Like, when Fortnite switched from Unreal 4 to 5, they like re-rendered yeah. the whole world and then it's like they could do that, keep your version of Los Santos, take a plane ticket and fly to Vice City and you have GTA Online as this big giant world that's online and everyone now, just keeps everything transfers over now that does sound like a very good thing and something that would be quite <laughs> good for players who are using that experience for free apart mm. from the uh, payments of like whatever ps plus or xbox live account that you've got mm-hmm. but at the same time why would they do that when they could just be like right okay gta 6 is coming out and also for 25 to 30 bucks you can get a gta <laughs> online or it becomes a monthly subscribed thing that's separate to it well like, they've got like, gta plus i just i don't know i guess the thing with the the six trailer is that I really liked how sort of story forward it was. I quite yeah. like that they haven't you know yeah, yeah. led with the multiplayer stuff. They were like, here's the new characters, Lucia and Jason, and here they are doing heist stuff and Bonnie yeah. and Clyde and everything else. And I thought that stuff was all really really strong. Um, and I liked the vibe of it. I prefer this launch trailer. This this first tra- uh, trailer to what GTA 5's first teaser was. Like yeah. it was it was fun, but I thought this thing nailed like a tone. Having Tom Petty on the soundtrack's awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The first GTA 5 teaser had its had um, original music. It didn't have a song on. Um, and I quite like all that stuff. So. I am tentatively excited about it, but I, for me, I've been going back to GTA 5, and I never liked 5 that much anyway. Yeah. But oh my god, the way that 5 moves, it's just all, every character is so slow and trickly, and just, I'd hate the way that thing moves. Yeah, like, I think that it encourages you to get off the streets as quickly as possible and behind, mm-hmm. a vehic- in, uh, behind the wheel of a vehicle because of the mm-hmm. fact that the cars drive so much better in, yeah. in 5. Like, it's it's impressive. I just... I am. I, I agree with you with the tentative expectations, right? Mm-hmm. But remember, we do have a year plus to uh, to temper those. So that's you true. Know, I'm probably going to do what I know that many people are going to do without even thinking. I'm going to lock this memory of GTA 6 away <laughs> and just not think about it now until it's actually more real. Because good also, luck. What, what is the point of me sitting here speculating on what I think is going to be in it and how excited I'm going to be to play it when it's a <coughs> year plus away? Like, <laughs> Well, look, I mean, you're not the one who has a video about to go live on Vice City Landmarks. We can't oh, yeah, wait go, to see. So yeah, go, just, go watch that. Everyone go watch that. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm impacting your bottom line here. No, I mean, we're, we're not going to not talk about GTA 6. However, 
other that was the thing me and you talked about before we started recording was just how yeah. incredibly oversaturated it is like every five minutes there's another uh, details you miss things you yeah. want to see etc which i'm curious for the average person does the average person care about gta 6 right now does the 2025 release date mean that it's easy to just sort of push that away um it has that thing where it almost gets as big as like a minecraft or a fortnite where we yeah. wouldn't do a specific fortnite video because it's so big that what else can you possibly tell anybody they're going to be playing it anyway yeah um and maybe that's the case with gta 6 as well i think that that's probably the most important thing is that it's captured the uh, the public's attention the mainstream at large and it's going to be interesting to see what the discourse is that comes out in it because what do you know of gta uh, as a franchise it's controversies mm. it's violence and it's mm-hmm. attitudes towards like its own parody of society and i think that it's going to be interesting to see what the layman thinks of that whether they yeah. do not get that and they just go it's violent and I hate it. Uh, it's uh, it's glorifying uh, like gangs and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the controversies. Let's go through all of them again and and rake um, drag Rockstar over the coals. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I I, I want to see what news outlets do with this because I I know yeah. that they they know better than anyone else that fear and misinformation is what is going to uh, get people yeah. buying and looking at their articles. So yeah, they probably will just be like, GTA Six is the worst thing to ever happen. Oh, that like, yeah, someone will do that about yeah. like this this scene just made it incredibly well, insulting or whatever. Elon Musk has already stepped up to the plate on that. When you see the, his uh, views on it, he's like, I don't think I'll think about shooting people. I, I, I try I tried to get into uh, GTA, but I can't stand shooting cops oh shit <laughs> they had me stealing cars and everything i couldn't believe it what game it, what nice game time. is he playing then yeah law upholding simulator <laughs> like sits in his little box <laughs> that there that clip where he's um he's like doing the middle finger to uh people who he thinks are, in, are not going to put adverts on twitter and he says go f yourself or yeah, whatever yeah. i he looks so much like a muppet like an actual like sesame street muppet like he looks around the yeah. room so much you know like the way that like a person who is a puppet master or whatever like a puppet holder tries to convince you there's life inside they yes. sort of look around and then yeah. stop looking a bit and i was like he's such a puppeteered man if you revealed that it was a bunch of lizards inside him i would i would totally buy that he's looking around the room for validation just at that point yeah, there, and, and he's yeah. just looking for that one person it's like the comedian <laughs> who realizes that his joke is landing only in one area of the auditorium so he's focusing yeah. on that like because i i don't follow him that much but it's like when stuff comes up that like when something blows up that much you end up seeing the footage of it and it's just like man what a weird fascinating dude like to watch unfold like the reality of what he's been able to do it's spend just, the money on the x stuff and everything else it's just so funny because like you've got to you've got to think of it like we will move on from the elon Musk, okay? <laughs> but it's just just funny to think that there is this man sitting there the richest man in the world right mm-hmm. and he's going out there with and he wants people to like him so desperately that he bought his own social media site and <laughs> then he goes out with such a shockingly tepidly stinky take as yep. i don't like grand theft auto to your millions upon millions of let's face it quite young ish people who, would emu- who want to emulate his wealth and success mm-hmm. who probably just like ah. Oh, but Elon, like, <laughs> but I like that, GTA. That, that's some of us. We've, we've based our entire personality on GTA. <laughs> like, come on! I'm shooting police right now as I'm yeah, listening like, to him talking well, about it's, it. It's more just like, like, why are you telling me that hanging out with my friends and having fun in a virtual world is bad <laughs> now? Like, you got to do it without shooting the the police. Oh, but uh, yeah, it's a hell of a thing. Uh, GTA Six will keep popping up. We'll check yeah. back in. I don't think we'll get another trailer for about another year. People were comparing when GTA Four and 5's trailers yeah. came out, and they were all about eleven months apart. Um, but question from 
on Darren Barkey, who says, Jules BP, welcome back. Woo. Sorry, welcome to the imminent parenthood for me. Yes. Uh, yeah, people missed it. I'm having a kid. I'm going to have a kid next Woo. April. Why not? Woo. Thank you. Um, would anything less than, do- it's another GTA 6 question, would anything Classic. less than dominating the market for even the next five years be seen as a failure for GTA 6? Or could Rockstar slash Take 2 be happy with a game of the year contender that follows a more standard, successful AAA game sales pattern? No, I think it's going to dominate regardless. They, they, they have to dominate, like, no matter what, because like we say, it's just um, the sunk costs into this mm. project. The fact that they've restarted it, according to behind-the-scenes rumours, a few mm-hmm. times. The fact that they haven't uh, they haven't got the creative leads from the previous GTA games behind this now. The weight of expectation is mm. probably crushing them underneath mm-hmm. that. And I do wish them success, because an- I want nothing more than another absolutely belter GTA game. I really mm-hmm. want mm-hmm. it to succeed. So It's worth saying as well that um, Take-Two's own Strauss Zelnick said it was a few years ago when they were talking about how much GTA Online was blowing up. Yeah. And they were saying, look, we could do a GTA every year because it was in comparison to Assassin's Creed and Far yeah. Cry and how, how fast they came out in Call of Duty. And he was like, we could do that, but uh, the value is in resting the IP. And I think they ended up resting the main installments, the story stuff, and then just just doing so much GTA that, Online. I mean, that is really funny, isn't it? To rest the IP while plugging their online full of content mm. every single week and month. Mm-hmm. That isn't really resting the IP at all now, is it? That's, but it's, fact, a, it's weird because... Yeah. You know, when people think about GTA, they like, you're either in GTA Online, you play it every day, or you're yeah. more like us and you just don't care. Like, yeah. maybe you tried it and you're I, just like, oh, I, that's I, kind I of over there. I did in and out, but I haven't done so in well over a year. Mm-hmm. And whenever I look at what's going on, because I try and stay afloat of what's happening with, like, the new crossover events and stuff like that and new mm-hmm. items that they bring in, I watched a live stream of somebody play it. And you know when you just feel like you've skipped to the end of the book and you have no idea how you've got there and like they've just said, and so-and-so died. And you're like, sorry, what? Like, yeah, what well, is going what on weapon? here? What's that going character's on? not even shown up yet. It mm-hmm. felt like that where I was just watching this guy climb into his flying car, zooming about the place, dropping like <laughs> mega bombs on this thing, flipping down, doing a mission on the fly and doing this. I was like, yeah, what I'm watching is cool, but mm. it has so little to do with what I started with when I started playing GTA that it feels like it's just way beyond my yeah. understanding now I always feel that when I go back to any live service game and it's like I remember playing uh, Warframe back when it first launched in 2014 and obviously that game is huge now yeah. but I went back a few years later and you can't reset your character or maybe you can and I couldn't figure mm. it out but it was the same thing the amount of updates and different pop-ups and hey you missed this and this event happened yeah. and I was like yeah. I, I so missed all of this like there's no onboard to it well you got to look at how uh, the original series of Fortnite coming back brought it in its highest player count in absolutely years mm. because people wanted a return turn to what they remembered before it all went off the rails and so crazy with with too much stuff going on mm-hmm. and then when that season has ended everyone's just been like right cool bye like <laughs> like, like because and, uh, i feel like the um that Fortnite people especially should just be like oh let's just keep this going as its own separate mode yeah. it costs us nothing now that it's already built apart from maintaining it let's just keep that as its thing many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe fda-approved weight loss medications like wagovi and zeb pound for those who qualify plus they accept most insurance plans to get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's like the, the wraparound thing to what Fortnite is now, where they're launching, there's a racing game coming from the dudes that made Rocket oh, yeah, League. Yeah. And there's like, there's a Lego thing, which seems to be like a farm builder thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of that stuff now on the trailer says available in Fortnite. It's, it's like crazy. you just launch Fortnite as an overall thing and then go from there. Um, question from the other Dan, who says, welcome back, Egg Daddy. Sprouts with <laughs> bacon belong on the plate for Christmas, and I'm tired of them getting hate. Intrigued to what both of your plans are for Christmas dinner this year. Slow cooking a brisket myself. Oof, um, then we had Nod Dog said, um, also for Christmas, I'm going with a Christmas ham and mashed potatoes with gravy. Oh, because the question Very you nice. put out uh, for the call for uh, questions was I love to we do just never clarified the context with Xmas food, wasn't yes. it? So, yeah, I want to know what people are going to be uh, noshing on in well, the next few weeks. I totally am by the uh, the Lardons and Brussels sprouts uh, combination. It's an absolute Ooh. dream boat, mate. It's sort of like bacon and Brussels sprouts. It's fantastic because you get the salty richness of the bacon. You get mm-hmm. the buttery goodness of the Brussels sprouts. It's just fantastic. But I'm, I'm a weirdo. <sighs> I'm one of those people that... I'll just gladly take Brussels sprouts on their own. I, I quite like them. I don't. I, they, I don't mind. I mini, mini cabbage I was, I fan over it, mate. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I used to hate them because I felt they got, they got so much hate in cartoons, and mm-hmm. it was like, oh, everyone hates sprouts, everyone hates broccoli, um, and I would just avoided them. I feel like there's a big um, uh, leap that you've got to make to get bacon on the plate at all before you start mixing it with sprouts, like bacon on a Christmas dinner. Whoa, like, I mean, not talking about pigs and blankets. 
No, but like shards. Mm, maybe shards, I'm already there. No, no, no. I, see, I don't think that like strips of bacon. I don't think we're talking about strips of bacon. Strips okay. of bacon and Brussels sprouts. That's that. That's just two things. That, that's not a dish in itself. But if you've True. got like the chunky lard on, so like the bacon bits, and you put <laughs> and you stir them in, bit of butter, bit of garlic on there as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Bush, bush, bush. If you a moose bush. If you do a pigs in blanket approach, but you swap out the sausage for a sprout, I mean. That's an interesting it. one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't even because yeah, right now I can't really visualize it. I think that's what's throwing me off. Um, but I want to ask one question: Where do you come down on cranberry sauce? I like it. I don't usually use it. If I'm it's honest, very divisive. It, I'm the same with um with like uh any sort of like sweet and meat. It doesn't really go oh, together for me unless it's specifically it. like a sweet and sour chicken or something like that. Like it's, I feel like. Just adding that on the side, like apple sauce. I never mm. got that that idea with like pork. I never got it. Well, you know what the whole thing about like, oh, you're supposed to put mint sauce with lamb and then cranberry sauce to go mint with something sauce, else. I'll be honest. That's I'll nice. just mix that up. Like when I was a kid, I started having mint sauce on mashed potato, mint sauce on chicken, and I, I never looked back. See now, mint minty mashed potatoes is a thing, and I think yeah. it's quite nice. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, but I'm totally uh, on board with using condiments outside of their required thing. Break the mold, guys. I feel like <laughs> as long as you are responsible with it and you don't create some sort of heinous concoction that screams "kill me" after you put it on there, I think it's screaming out. Fine. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, it was. Imagine being the first person to just go up and be like, right, okay, ketchup and mustard for French fries or chips. That's absolutely fine, <laughs> right? Right. And somebody opens up a little jar of mayonnaise, and they're like, sorry, mm-hmm. what are you doing there? That yeah, brave soldier paved a way. Paved away. <laughs> was it the whole thing with chocolate and peanut butter for a long time? I remember that Family yeah. Guy joke where it all blends together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm all for as much as possible. I like the whole thing about the roast dinner is the king of dinners and the Christmas dinner is the king of roast dinners. Yes. There's a hierarchy. Yes, here. true. So um, the Christmas dinner can have every single thing Are you thing a big fan of it. turkey? I, I tell you what, right? I used to I used to love turkey when I was a kid, but I feel like it was like societal pressure to say that it was the it was the ultimate meat. It's fine. The like ulti- I don't see, really... the ultimate mm. meat. I won't agree with that. Like no. I mean, back in the day, like when I used to eat it, it was it's a good meat. Chicken it's is fine. the chicken yeah. is the ultimate meat. It goes Chicken's goes better. with everything. Yeah. It tastes mm-hmm. great no matter what. It's just mm-hmm. fantastic. Well, I mean, in terms of like fried stuff as well, no one's having fried turkey strips. Maybe they are. Make it happen, mate. Make it happen. That's the <laughs> Scott, Scott's, Scott's fried turkey strips. I'd try that. I'd, I'd throw in for the last thing. Did you have turkey jetters when you were turkey dinosaurs when I'm you sorry, were a child? What? What? You, what? <laughs> what, <laughs> what, you what, is, what is a jetter? <laughs> <laughs> turkey jetters. What is it? Like a, like a turkey plane? Was this? Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. So like there was the, there was the turkey dinosaur people, and then yeah. they pivoted into turkey jetters. Now that maybe that was a northeast thing in England, but jetters were like yeah, little planes, and you get little little turkey planes. What? Very good. I love that. It's like the turkey dinosaurs. There's like everyone's like right. We're getting a bad rep, obviously. Yeah, Jamie Oliver's come out. And he's saying that turkey twizzlers and all that other stuff. They're bad news, right? We've got to change things. What, what we're going to do to make these dinosaurs look like they're better for you? Let's turn them into planes. Let's turn them into, into planes and fly them into kids' faces. Like yeah, I mean that's the thing. It, it opens itself up very easy to the meow, open the mouth yeah. thing. It's a uh, it's it's very easy. Um, question from AJ who says, "Hope we're both doing well. Love the show. You guys add a lot of joy to my week. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very With much. With such." Polished games like Alan Wake 2 and games like Suicide Squad getting pushed back. Do we think that we're getting into an era where games will finally launch finished? No. no. Hands hands down. Probably the shortest answer we can both give there. No. Like, no. Uh, I've just, I'm working on a video at the moment, which is uh, the art of the video game apology. And I'm oh, looking no. at all of the apologies that have been going through uh, the ringer <laughs> at the moment from the classic apology clanger that was the... Um, uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum chat GPT mm. one uh, all mm. the way through to some really sort of well thought out and quite persuasive arguments the thing is is that every dev has got one of these in their back pocket now because 
did you see that the day before before it released the dev put out an apology before that's breaking the new record status apologizing for the game before it's come out is a brand new take and i think it's a master masterclass master. <laughs> also a key thing there was the dude um because the developer's called fantastic fantastic but it's fantastic yeah fantastic um that guy or that company put a tweet out or a message out sorry saying we're not a scam which is a great thing to say before I you love that, because because what else makes you think that you are a scam by somebody <laughs> saying i'm not a scam that's brilliant like it happened the other day when we were down at the climbing center kerry went to work and got so she won some welsh cakes right i don't know if you've had nice. them they're absolutely delicious i don't um, even think i've heard of them uh, they just call them cakes down here and they um went she went to offer them to one of the people behind the till at the climbing center and mm. uh as before that she reached over for them she's like we haven't done anything to them like, why would you say <laughs> we haven't done anything to him like that 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 blows my mind as logic because i wasn't you even thinking that way yeah, because you immediately think i've done you've done something to them what then. could why you, you, why would you need to specifically state you haven't done something yeah because now i'm thinking that you have and this one bit <laughs> saying like oh we're not a scam you are a scam i'm sorry that's <laughs> that's how it's gonna come out isn't it i'm so curious about that game as well because obviously it's coming out um it's out today the day before it's kind of advertised like what was that yesterday wasn't it was it? <laughs> was well, it? That's, it was that's the thing about the day before. You never know what's out. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, that thing's out. Um, and apparently it's in a hell of a state. Um, a lot of people trying to play it at midnight. I was watching people live stream it last yeah, night yeah. and they couldn't get into the servers. The game Classic. doesn't have the ability to research for a server. So if the servers are full, you just have to wait until the, the little status thing it, changes. Man. I love from it. Full. I, I do it's not understand how this game got to where it is. Oh, yes, I do. Because it was basically fabricating a lot of what it could do. And <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where they're... I take no pleasure in people failing. I take no, no. pleasure in people uh, being put through the ringer for mistakes that they've made beyond, mm-hmm. if, unless they have completely thrown themselves into the deep end willingly, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there is, as a video game journalist, a sense of satisfaction to look at this and be like, God, this is easy content for the next couple of weeks. Well, that's it? the thing. Because we are just going to burn this down. <laughs> well, I did I did a video on a, uh, a few months ago. I did a list on like video games that definitely exist. And that yeah. was the, the thumbnail for it. So I was just like, is it <laughs> even real? That. I mean, I you know. love that. And uh, thank you. And it did like really well. A lot of people just said like, yeah, what the hell with this game? And like now it is actually finally out and we can kind of point to some things. Unlike that abandoned game that was like that weird Hideo Kojima channeling oh, first person PT thing. That was that was a really sneaky thing on behalf of yeah. the developers, wasn't it? Because they lent into the Hideo Kojima tie-ins, but never had any inkling of working no. with him. So it's like, that's bad. I didn't like I that. I love Kojima saying, like, I have nothing to do with this. Had like, to come please out. stop assuming but obviously, I do. obviously, again, because Hideo Kojima is Hideo Kojima, of course people are like, well, he's definitely got something to do with this then. <laughs> he would say that. Yeah, it was, yeah exactly. It, was like, it perfectly worked for them. Do you know what's going to be the next uh, day before? Mm. It's going to be Pal World. That, um, oh, that Pokemon stupid Pokemon shooter, shooter thing. That is also an open world survival game. That is also an open world building game. That also has all of these massively multiplayer online elements. It's you know what? crazy that that game. Me and you used to like joke about Ubisoft making the every game because yes. they had all the game yeah, kind of. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. these are now. It's like oh, it's got a bit of every. Like Dave the Diver, I like that as a, as a. I was going to say indie game. It's not an indie game, but the the two D pixely diving game yeah. that has every single type of like Pavlovian response check off a box yeah. mechanic possible in there um, and I feel like that is the thing Ubisoft didn't get there first even though they should have done and everyone's just going like let's mesh like six different things together to keep you rooted to the spot so you just keep playing through this stuff um, but yeah PSA if you were going to buy the day before do not yeah. like at least give it a minute yeah 
scared. Just yeah. wait, wait for a bit. Yeah. But uh, to answer the question <laughs> in a roundabout way, no, uh, I don't think that games are going to ever released in a finished state because no. And I can't think where I read it, but I, or maybe I was talking to someone. I, someone I was talking to um, floated the idea that the some studios will put out a game intentionally, mostly broken, to force a level of fan feedback that then lets them get the mm. game to to the level of satisfaction that they couldn't have done without that feedback beforehand. Yeah. So they cash in, they monitor what happens, and then they they make the game what it was supposed to be in the first place. Now the thing is, is that um, I I spoke to one of the devs at Larian a while back, and mm. they alluded to the fact that they weren't able to actually enjoy their success that was going on for Baldur's Gate 3 at the time because they were working on bug fixes from about Mm. two or three months prior, which meant that as soon as the game launched, they weren't looking at all of the accolades. They were thinking, right, it is time to push these fixes through now because Mm -hmm. they... A developer is always aware of what does and doesn't work in their games when it gets Mm -hmm. to be shipped. And no game will ever be perfect because... Unfortunately, that's just not how it works nowadays with mm. too many moving parts and too well, many. Well, we got other... Sonic Two, mate. So don't. We got know. what? Sorry, Sonic Two is out there already. Oh so yeah, no, no. I mean, perfect, but, isn't it? I think that in those cases, it's a far simpler game. You know what I mean? <laughs> now that it's too, it's so many moving parts that it's gonna not mesh together perfectly. Mm-hmm. So I feel like. Um, no dev wants to put out a broken game, but unfortunately, we they will always have to compromise somewhere. Yeah, and it's yeah the business reality of having to turn things over, uh, the amount of money that's on the table, the amount yeah. of things that need to be signed off on. Um, yeah, I think it'll will very rarely get back to a point where games reliably re- release well. Yeah. Um, final question from Jack Jingle, who says, "If Jules is the Eggman, does that make Scott the Walrus?" Phenomenal. Um, on a gaming <laughs> note, what's your favorite seven out of ten game? Not going to blow your hair back, sorry, Jules, but it just feels good. Toy Story three for them. So that's the best... best seven out of ten game. I, yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with it. It's pretty good. I mean, Toy Story 3 is actually surprisingly great. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing, because Scott and I are the champions of 6 and 7 out of 10 games, mm-hmm, ones mm-hmm. that basically have a lot of bugs and issues or some, things that hamper your enjoyment of them, but come mm. through with the goods where They've it counts. They've got charm. For me, I'd say that a good 6 out of, uh, out of 10 game or 7 out of 10 game that I've been mm. enjoying recently, a bit of a romance with it again, was Anarchy Reigns. Have you played that oh game? Oh my, what a pick! Yeah. That, I'd give that an 8 or a 9 out of 10, mate. Really? You put that, I mean, yeah. uh, there's a lot of problems with that game. Like, there is. The fighting uh, system in that is great on paper but horrible because i was <laughs> i was looking for, for a bit of research again and i like fired up the copy that i got and i thought i'll play this again and mm. i was like oh the story's a bit ropey it's basically just get get you to a fight and then have a fight oh, the story's and i enjoyed hard, playing against the ai but then i was mm. like i wonder how this game played online because obviously the servers are way down i went back and had a look at other people's things utter chaos mate absolute <laughs> like i watched it and i was like is anyone actually hitting anyone here because no. i can see all the lights explosions and everything else going off but i do not know who is making contact at this point i in remember time. loving that thing when it came out because it was it was from the tekken it was from namco or like some of the tekken devs anyway so it ostensibly just played like the tekken force mode but like done properly and i yeah. always wanted that to be a thing give me 3d brawlers um like i'm loving that streets of rage 3d's finally coming oh, out we've got that announced at the game announcement man that was yeah crazy. like i we knew that we were getting some of the in terms of because there was a leak from the studio uh, a long, long time ago. But Mm. to see some motion of Jet Set Radio looking the way it did, to see that Persona 3 reloaded, I was like, oh, this means the Shinobi's back, mate. Golden Dragon's back, mate. Crazy Taxi's back. And like, don't get me wrong, there is a slightly cynical part of me that looked at all of them and thought, 
uh, there's a few things here that I can already see need a lot of polish. Like right, right. The graphical fidelity of Jet Set Radio, it didn't mm -hmm. need to be changed to what it is now. <laughs> I feel like we should have always stuck with the cell shaded graphics. This sort of like yeah. weird, uh, almost sunset overdrive look that we've got going on, but mm -hmm. with sharper edges, it looks like. Because I feel like. Um, Bomb Rush Cyberpunk just proved that entire yeah. ethos, to, uh, you know, completely works. Like the music and everything, the presentation, it's awesome. Do you, um, do you know what? That's going to be a hard one for them to go up against. The original yeah. being outclassed in such spectacular fashion is going to be very interesting to see how Sega responds mm. to that. Well, that whole thing is like new era, new energy. So it's like hopefully you've got good, really like, like developers, who, developers who believe in it. Yeah. I like the idea of adding police chasers to Crazy Taxi. That's yeah, kind of fun. that looked really fun. And it's like this is cool stuff there. Shinobi's literally Mark of the Ninja. It looks like it runs, it plays the exact same way. I think that the um, only one that I do have a real significant beef with was the uh, Golden Axe one. I think mm. that it looked pretty clunky from what I saw there, and I was like, okay, that's probably going to be a bit. That's yeah. going to be a five or six out of ten game. That is. Because I would have said that you keep the 2D plane. You don't try yeah, and do yeah. the 3D Golden Axe stuff. Because that's where it fell apart. If you did a 2D one but made it like... Did you play the Shank games back yes, in the early yeah, 2010s? Yeah, you give it a real sort of like uh, uh, like visceral aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a way to do really good visceral 2D animation that could have been awesome. Um, for my 7 out of 10, I'm going Robocop. I don't know if you've played Robocop oh, Rogue um, City. Yes, it's actually pretty fun, isn't Gone. it? Gone. Damn, that thing's awesome. Yeah. I'm not going to do spoilers because I have we have the top 20 games of the air video coming out very soon. It's in the top 20. Like, That's all I'm saying. It's a bad shooter, but it's what? All, like, like, like it's not the best shooter. I should probably say <laughs> it. Like it, it has like very functional elements. But, yes, and it's got it's very quite, leaden. quite like ropes level design and stuff like that. Uh -huh. But the feeling, and I hate using that thing of like it feels like Batman. The idea. Like, thing, it's yeah. just a case of you are a walking mountain of like machine and gunfire <laughs> and it does feel like a power trip unlike anything yeah. else yeah my thing was like I love the shooting sections I love grabbing dudes and throwing them across the map yeah. I also love all the dialogue choices you get I love the fact that the game responds to them at like different points across the story that was kind of thing it felt like it didn't need to do that but it did it anyway no. so I was like oh cheers yeah, it's like, a, it's like a little Mass Effect strand yeah. where it's sort of, oh, we've been monitoring what you've been saying and stuff. Um, I think the very end of the game kind of eats itself. It sort of just doesn't even attempt to resolve the amount of things it's got going on. But that I, for the vast majority, I absolutely loved it. I would wager that because it's from a very small development team, I would wager that there was a bit of crowbarring towards the end of that game where <laughs> we they were like, this. okay, you need to wrap this up now. Yeah, which speaking of which, we've timed that very uh, well. It's been a nice tight little UBP, UBP, UBP. I've been Scott Taylor, that's been Jules Gill. I have indeed. And I just want to say again, thank you very much for having me back, Scott. It's been a pleasure. Uh, hopefully I'll be back on for next Friday on the 15th as well. And hopefully yeah. you might even see me on the 22nd before we all depart for our oh. Christmas holidays. So, Sweet um, Jesus. It'd be, be lovely to have a, a bit more of a chat with you. Yes, we'll do as much as we can. I'm planning all the holiday content, hashtag content, across yeah, next week, yeah, and we'll we see what well. we can bring bring together, um, and we can pre-record some podcasts for the holidays. We will. Um, but for now, this has been the Entitled Planet Podcast. Thank you all very much for sending in your various questions. Have a lovely time, and we'll catch you very soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.